we're back with another edition of the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and I want to welcome the listeners back for another episode. This episode is going to be focused on The Walking Dead World Beyond, and uh, in, a, in a really, I don't know, ironic, fateful, I don't know, serendipitous move, um, this interview that I did with Ted Sutherland, who plays Percy on Walking Dead World Beyond, um, it was supposed to be, uh, it was supposed to air a couple of weeks ago and I was having some really bad computer problems and never got to release this interview on the Undead Walking podcast. But um, since I'm now doing this podcast and not doing the Undead Walking podcast, I can share it with you because it's a really cool interview. Um, you know, in terms of, of when we're doing this, so right now, today is the, uh, today's the 16th of November and we're just kind of in the middle of, of world beyond 207 and then 208 is going to be airing this week. Um, so this episode was actually done, uh, was actually taped prior to episode 205, Catervoy, Catervois, I guess if you want to go off Francais, but, um, so it's it's kind of a, a dated episode in terms of you know where we were in that moment, but um, we actually started. Uh, Ted and I started talking about um, what happened at the end of episode two hundred four, which was uh, the episode "Family is a Four Letter Word," where um, Huck and Hope arrive at the perimeter. And Percy sees Huck for the first time, and you know realizes this is the person who killed his uncle and has an opportunity to kill her. And then by the end of the episode, you know, they're, they're basically infiltrating the research facility. And um, so it's kind of an interesting thing to go back and listen to this interview because, you know, now, as we know, um, Percy is with uh, the Bennets and he's with, uh, he's with Felix and they're inside the, the, the CRM's research facility. And, uh, you know, at the end of this week's episode, episode uh, 207, Blood and Lies, he goes to talk to Huck and, you know, basically kind of holds her at knife point and then things were supposed to go one way. And by the time he goes back to the Bennett's, he reveals, you know, basically everything that, that Huck told him that the CRM is about to go, you know, gas Portland. And you can tell, I mean, credit, you know, all credit to Ted Sutherland's performance in this episode, but you can just tell that his his entire worldview has just been shaken to the core after this conversation with Huck because she's been shaken to the core by it. And she's just, you know, everything that they thought they knew about these people, um, you know, on both ends. I mean, they, they didn't, they had no idea the CRM was capable of these things. And then you have Huck, who is a member of the CRM. She had no idea that this is stuff that they were doing. So, um, you know, so it's kind of interesting to go back in time to this moment with Percy where, you know, he's about to go into this situation. Um, and, and actually when you think about it, then this is what makes it kind of all the more interesting. Percy was never meant to be inside the research facility to begin with. It was his idea at the end of the episode, uh, at the end of, of uh, episode 205, to intercept the, the convoy and switch places with Elton at the last minute and, um, you know, so that he can go with them. And his argument was that he knows how to get in and out of places a lot better than Elton does. And they might need him. And sure enough, it's it, they wouldn't be as far as they are 
you know, at this point, if it hadn't been for Percy's presence, you know, and the fact that he could kind of take care of himself and they didn't because Elton is intelligent as Elton was or is, you know, he's not somebody who can really make these kind of judgment calls and, and, you know, pull out a knife and threaten someone. And, you know, Percy's done a lot more. Um, he's been on the, on the, the road with his uncle this whole time, you know, trying to survive and pulling cons on people so that he can, you know, so that he can survive. So he has a very different perspective on all of this, but now that he's, you know, with the Bennett's and he's learned that the CRM is just totally, you know, the, the plans that they have and the, you know, what they plan to do to Portland and what they did to Omaha and to campus community. Um, you, know, you can tell that he is rattled. He is absolutely rattled. And, um, you know, he's, I, I think he's really happy to be with, with, with Iris at this point so that he has somebody because at this point, like you really can't survive in this world without people. And, and that's something it's a very important lesson that we've, you know, we've learned all along through the walking dead and fear the walking dead is that you can, you can do it on your own for a while, but really you do need people. And I think that's something that he's really come to appreciate. So um, let's jump into it. This is uh, this is my interview with Ted Sutherland. We're talking uh, World Beyond 205, but obviously there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that you can kind of tease out, especially now that we're all the way up to episode 207. So enjoy the interview. Well, it's good to see you again, Ted. And it's good to like have things to talk about because last time we didn't really know what was going on. So it was like, ask questions and get random answers because we don't know where, to, where Percy and Elton are at this point. So it's good to, to have you to have actual questions this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't answer that though. It's, a, it's very nice. It's a good little tool. So obviously now that we have things, we've, we've seen where Elton and Percy have been and now they're, we, we know what's, what's kind of going on in, in this in episode 205, but I wanted to start at the end of 204, at the end of Families of Four-Letter Word. Yeah. Um, you know, we see Percy looking out the window and, and you know, obviously there's a lot, there, there's always a lot going on, right? So like you get to a place of safety, you're with Elton, you're with people that aren't going to kill you, and you're also reunited with Iris. And then at the very end of the episode, you look out the window and there's the person who killed your uncle. Hmm. what's going through Percy's mind at that point? <laughs> um, like I've said in a couple of these other interviews, I think he's, um, so, so afraid. I think his emotions are so raw. And I think if we really think about it, like all of the events that are happening are so, we picked up right where we left off on that last season, right? So it's it's not as though he's gone through a huge, you know, emotional growth or something. He's still uh, <laughs> young and dealing with all of these emotions that he doesn't quite have the faculties for. So I, I think so much rushes into his head. You know, it's it's anger, it's revenge, it's sadness, it's it's all of this, all of these emotions. I don't think you could even pinpoint one, and mm -hmm. his immediate reaction seems to be for uh for for uh, revenge for violence which is uh interesting yeah which is, is also completely understandable under the circumstances yeah. but does it you know you mentioned his youth and and having to process all of these things and and percy's someone who's grown up 
outside of safety. He hasn't had the same kind of experience that like Elton had where he grew up in, in a place of safety where he knew where his next meal was coming from, where he could sleep at night. Okay. So all of these things, you know, it, it Percy's coming from such a different perspective. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to that moment, can he think in I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot to the to the new episode with this question, but in that moment, is it possible for him to stop and think, gosh, I'm I could risk everything by getting the revenge that I want right now. Is he, is he capable of that? Well, I think that's kind of his journey, right? His journey mm -hmm. throughout the season and last season is kind of um, seeing if he can assimilate <laughs> into a community, if he can be part of a community, if he can kind of suppress the, if he can be civilized, <laughs> if, he can, <laughs> uh, if he can suppress the, uh, the, 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 the feral instinct which um, has been cultivated through, you know, his years of being outside and without safety. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I think it's fascinating, though, to see the, the relationships that he's cultivated with Elton. And then when he's reunited with Iris, I think that, you know, there's a would you say there's a comfort with Iris, like that it's comforting to have her presence that may be different from his travels with Elton? Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, 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 I think, well, she's, well, it's, I don't, I hesitate to say love, but, you know, he obviously has some sort of connection with her and, and, uh, yeah, that is very comforting to, mm -hmm. to find somebody that uh, cares about you. And if you've lost the one person that cares about you when he loses his uncle and to find someone else, I think is, yeah, of course, it's a different relationship. Right, right. Well, and, and I asked that question because obviously that drive for revenge kind of pushes everything out, right? So even if he's in this place of comfort, it puts him it's a really hard place to be in because he has this thing that makes him feel safe, comfortable, this person that kind of replaces that. But by going after the person who killed his uncle, it puts everything in danger. So it's, it's a really difficult position to be in. Absolutely. He falls back on his instincts. Mm -hmm. you know, his instincts are, uh, you know, army of one. Yeah instead of being part of the community, yeah. Now, it, it's funny because, it, and this is something that I really admire about Percy's character, because I think that, you know, you, you hear about people in real life, you know, that you, people who go to school their whole lives and, you know, they're book smart, you know, or like, you know, take a, take a businessman, for example, you know, there's the people who barely graduate high school, get thrown into the family business and take that somewhere incredible. And then you have the person who's gone to business school, you know, and done their MBA and all that stuff and then come out of that and they don't really know where to go because they've never done it in a practical sense. Right. Percy kind of reminds me of that, you know, he's got that grit, that drive, that street smart because he's been living out in this world. So in a way, you know, when, the, when they're talking about making plans and how they want to do this, in a way, he's coming from a more informed place than Felix is. And, and Felix may not want to admit that because mm. he's the adult and he's the leader, but, or the person in charge, I should say. But Fe Percy actually has a little bit, he has a, a much different insight into what's 
what's happening and how this could all unfold. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just put it so well, you know. Uh, yeah, it's like you say, it's it's book smarts versus street, street smarts, right? Uh, yeah, it's 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 who he is. It's what he's lived. It's his experience, um, and I think that's a really interesting dynamic and continues to be. It was really interesting in the first season for me, and it remains that way. Just this guy, Percy, has been out in the wilderness, you know, eating whatever he can, sleeping on the floor, always in danger, and he's coming from a complete. His his instinct is to survive. Mm-hmm. that's that's just as any organism you know does that's that's all he's doing he's got to survive and these people are coming from a completely different uh uh, uh perspective and so to see the two uh run up against each other is very interesting yeah and i think that's what made the pairing of, of having percy and elton stuck together so fascinating because you'd hear elton say things like well you know you have to do this this is how you do it, or this is the way you should approach this. And, and Percy is way more instinctual, like, you know, let's just, let's just do it. And yeah. which kind of got them into trouble. I mean, it, it turned out well, but I thought the whole, it was very funny to see like Elton kind of had this whole thing. I was talking to Nicholas a couple of weeks ago about this, like he had it all figured out and then Percy's back there stealing their stuff. And it was like, it, it all would have worked out right. if not for that. But Percy felt like he had to, he had to do it in order to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. no I, was, I mean, it's just it's such, an, it's such an interesting thing to, you know, to, to see that, you know, that it's good that it worked out in the end, but Percy yeah, kind of, I, I really you know, enjoyed, that was a big risk. I enjoyed that, the, the pairing. I, I was hoping we were going to do, you know, you know, more of the, more of the two of us, but I, I, I do think the dynamic's really interesting. And sometimes, like you say, his uh, Elton's way of doing things is uh, the right way to do it, <laughs> you know, being civilized. And I think that's kind of a, uh, an, interesting, an interesting thing for Percy to learn too. Yeah. Which, you know, which brings us directly to this decision that Percy makes when they come up with this plan to, you know, which, you know, I, I have to wonder what your thoughts were when you were reading about this plan that they come up with, you know, that they're, they're gonna get themselves captured and turn themselves in to the people that they have been running from, that, you know, that they have no reason to trust. Right. What were, what's your take on that, that idea? Because, you know, as, you, as you're reading this, you know, through Percy's lens, is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea just from the outset? What, do you, what, what were your initial takeaways? It seems almost rhetorical. Yeah, it's a horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. I mean, what I what I'm, I'm so intrigued by is that, in the end, you know, again, it's this it's pitting the the practical versus the, the you know the conceptual because in the end, Percy decides that it's not a good idea, yes, and it's wants not a to good do it idea. his. It would, be, it would be better if I were there. Right. I could maybe do something. I could maybe save these people. <laughs> maybe <laughs> this is a horrible idea, but maybe I could do something. I think which that's- is yeah, 
Yeah, which is which is interesting, though, because this is someone who's always acted in his own interest, you know, even especially with the loss of Tony, like you have to your Percy is acting on his own. And it, it seems like this is a this is him slowly trying to become part of the part of the group, you know, in earnest, like saying, I'm, I'm not going to let you do this. I need to be involved. Yeah. And I, I, I think. It's in episode five, right? Where mm-hmm. I, I read up to them. Yeah. I think when I read that, there's a there's a there's a scene where I'm talking to Iris and I'm going, let me come with you. I'll do this. And she, she says, what are you going to do after that? And I go, well, I'm going to. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. So he goes, oh, well, I'm going to. I'll figure it out. <laughs> and he says, no, but I'll find you. And I I really liked that line of I'll find you, which to me read as like this character's kind of there's some hope there it's not everything isn't bleak and gray you know it, it isn't all terrible i have this community i'll find you i'll look for you you know so i i think yes he's he's accepting this this community because he sees the value in it mm-hmm. now i had to laugh because when we talked before the season um nicholas was talking about these growth spurts that he had Oh and yeah. The need for making all of these new suits because I mean, as soon as as soon as the the first scene you know that we see you you both in, yeah. he's as tall as you. But in an ironic twist, that seems to be the only reason that you can fit into the into the Tuffy suit because it's you're now they would have had to make a custom suit and it's like well now you're kind of the same size. I can't remember if they I think they might have made a different suit for me. Oh, interesting. I think so, but I yeah. Mean, it looked a little snug, but I thought that was, it was really snug. funny. Really <laughs> a little snug. Uh, but yeah, no, he got, he shot up. That was incredible. Yeah. I mean, normal, obviously, but yeah, to, to look at season one to uh, season two, he looks like a completely different person. It's really yeah. funny. It's like yeah. you've been on a, a very different journey that, you know, in those few <laughs> days, like all of a sudden. <laughs> but I thought it just, it, it made me laugh because it, from, that side of things when you look at it and you think about the passage of time that's that's taken place between these seasons and being able to, you know just even just from premiering the first season to yeah. you know being able to get to this point you know in, the, in filming the second season and debuting the second season um it, it really seems like it's it's been a journey and, and that's kind of the the biggest the biggest indicator is that elton is is you guys can share clothes now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think that was a really interesting part of. I don't know if you want me to keep talking. Oh yeah. About that. yeah. I think that was like a really interesting. I think having the year off in between and everybody went through you know something similar, obviously being isolated, and then coming back to this idea of community and wanting community. I think it was like a very interesting little thread for the, uh, at least for me, within the season. And I, 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 I don't know, I felt very lucky to, to be a part of, of this and both on and offset. Like, yeah, it was really, it was beautiful. It was great. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, I guess just my last question will kind of pivot on the, on the play on the question that I asked you first. What are Percy's thoughts at the end of the episode? Because now he's he's put himself in the greatest risk. He's in a cage. 
mm. wearing this suit, playing someone, you know, playing the role of someone. Where is he at mentally at this point? I think we fall back on need to survive. How do I survive this? I've got to get out of this somehow. And now I got to worry about these other folks too. <laughs> it's a little easier when you're worrying for one, when you're mm -hmm. worrying for four or five, and then you go, oh, damn. So I, I think he's, he's trying to find a way out. He's very smart. Yeah. I, th I think he, I think he might figure it out. Well, I have to say it's characters like Percy that make the walking dead universe interesting because you never know what they're going to do. So I think that's, I, I think that's what makes him so much fun to watch because there's no game plan with Percy. It's, it's a, he's calling audibles every single time. Yeah. I love it. That's very sweet. I really, I really <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I totally agree. I like, I like the people are, are wild. Yeah. I like that. I like a little erratic. What, what, what are they going to do? We don't know. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's chaos in motion. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I think that's that's all of the time that we have. But thank you for for taking the time, and and it's good to actually have substantial questions to ask you this time because next time it's just going to be like you know random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for uh, for the time. I appreciate it. It was fun. All right, we are back, and you know I hope you I hope you enjoyed that. It's it's so funny, um, you know, talking to Ted Sutherland. He's a uh, he's a very quiet, very pensive person, and so you know every now and then you get kind of a sense of his, uh, you know, that he's he's definitely got a sense of humor, and and um, you know he's he's fun to talk to once he gets you know I, I think he kind of it takes a little while to get comfortable. And in fairness to these actors, you know, one of the things that I've always, I've always loved is that, um, you know, AMC is so great about setting up interviews, but they usually go back to back to back to back to back. So these, these actors have been doing the same interviews over and over and over again and answering the same questions over and over and over again. So I always try to, to mix it up a little bit and give people different questions and different things to think about. So, um, you know, so I, I think that, that it was, it's a fun interview and, and it's something that, you know, gives us a little insight into Percy's mind and how his mind works. So, um, so yeah, so this is again, just the first of, uh, many, it just happened that I wasn't able to use this podcast, uh, previously. So I'm using it now and, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And, uh, we will be talking more about the walking dead in the coming weeks. So stay tuned and, Again, just, you know, thank you so much for joining me on this week's uh, or on this episode of the podcast. And please remember to like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. That helps me to grow the podcast. If there's anything you'd like to talk about or if you have any comments or questions, hit me up on Twitter at Sarah Beth Pollock. And uh, yeah, for now, as we as we say around here, if you don't hear from me, it's because my nights are booked. Thank you so much for joining me, everyone. Have a great day.